Have you spilled something on your top or is your nipple lactating? Hello and welcome back to Percy and Beyond, a bookish odyssey, our book club podcast in which I'm reading Percy Jackson for the first time and sharing my thoughts. And Bethany, what's your relationship with Percy Jackson? I've been reading it for the billion trillionth time. I'm Will, by the way. I'm Bethany. How are you, Beth? Yeah, you can call me Beth. Um, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I enjoyed the section this week. Oh, actually, before we start... I should mention our nice review we had. Oh, yeah. Bethany, we've got a nice review. We have not. We have on Apple Podcasts, which is where something like 44% of our listeners listen on, so it's just behind Spotify. Someone called Peter Ulysses Johnson has written A Blast from the Past. Listening has been a trip down memory lane and a great way to re-experience the books. You guys are so funny as well. Highly recommend. Uh, And giving us five stars. Wow, thank you, Peter Ulysses Johnson. (laughs) Thank you, Peter Ulysses Johnson. That's very kind. Yeah, that's very nice. Please do let us know what you think of the podcast because it helps boost our ratings and more people can join our little book club. And if you're called Peter Johnson, we'll shout you out. (laughs) And if you're not, we won't. That's not like a hard rule, is it? It is a policy I have now written. Okay. (laughs) Please do get in touch with us um, at Percy and Beyond at gmail.com as well we'd love to hear from you hear how you're enjoying the books if you're doing the read along with us or share anything that I've missed in my idiocy but I'm sure Beth has picked up on everything because she knows these books inside out though it has been a while so true so what book are we reading we're reading Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief and what section did we read this week Bethany this week we read chapter 13 14 15 and 16 it started to get fun, hasn't it? Yeah, it has started to get fun. It's it started to pick up. It was kind of just waiting for it to all kick off. Mm. And yeah. Well, last time we had Medusa. Oh, that yeah, that was last time. Okay, yeah, we did have that. They just started their quest, haven't they? Yeah. And now it's accelerating at lightning pace. Wait. Towards its conclusion is what it feels like. Uh, we're well over halfway now, aren't we? We're heading towards the end of the book. At the end of chapter sixteen, yeah. yeah. There's only twenty-two chapters in the book, so. Cool. Right. Quick maths. Anything else, or should we just jump straight into it? Let's jump. Three, two, one. Wow! Oh <laughs> What's the first chapter out. called? <laughs> I'm so upset with us. <laughs> <laughs> chapter 13. What's it called, Beth? Chapter 13 is called I Plunge to My Death. I Plunge to My Death. My chapter summary is Percy fat shames a lady and then tells her she's named after an anteater, so her dog poisons him and sets him on fire, and then he jumps out of the gateway arch to the river 200 metres below. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, accurate as always. So, uh, shall I jump into my notes? Yes. Cool. So, you, oh yes, I remember. They just used a dog to get some money. Gladiola. Gladiola. And they've used that money to get on a train, which they've been on for two days. An Amtrak. Never heard of an Amtrak before Percy Jackson. It's like a cross-American train thing. To be honest, part of me thought it was a bus. American Amtrak. track. But trains, apparently. They're on the train. They're on the train. I was right... Uh, that the tourist photo that Mm -hmm. I picked up earlier would end up in the papers, which it has, and Percy's now been accused of accosting elderly female passengers on the bus. What a disgrace. And Gabe's out to get him again, smelly Gabe, who does smell, and should be given some credit because it turns out the smell is was to Percy's benefit. Yeah. But has offered a reward for his capture. Capture was a fun word. Well, it was just reward, right? I don't know. It genuinely says... Reward for information leading to his capture. <laughs> he's a criminal. Like he's an animal. <laughs> Percy thinks he sees a lion in the woods the size of a hummer with gold fur. I'd forgotten that note. And reading the, on in this section, unless it's what happens in this chapter, I'm not really sure what that's about. Hmm. Grover's fake foot fell off when he was asleep, so they've <laughs> had to refit it. Percy had the dream about the evil pit voice dude again. Just quickly, before we move on, going back to the lion, he also sees some centaurs just, like, yes. running through the field. I think that it's more to just show that, you know, there are mythological creatures the out there. The world is but, magical. And now that he's sort of had his eyes open to it, it's obvious. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. A bit of world building. Mm. So, yeah, he has the dream again. Annabeth says, it doesn't sound like Hades. It doesn't sound like Hades. Why ask you to bring him the bolt if he already has it? How confusing. That's what we said last time, wasn't it? Mm. You can't barter with Hades, Annabeth says. 
No, he's already got everything he wants. We find out that Annabeth has run into the kindly ones before. We also find out that Annabeth's dad resents her. It's... Yikes. Poor Annabeth. The stuff we learn about Annabeth in this section is... makes me sad a bit. Yeah. So she appeared on her father's doorstep in a golden cradle carried down from Olympus by the West Wind Zephyr. Mm. Her dad found this inconvenient, to say the least. He was busy. He had papers to write. Yeah. And then he later married a human wife and had two other kids. And Annabeth went to Half-Blood Hill by herself. Yeah, that is pretty tragic. Seven years old. I think she's doing pretty well as a character, given that background. Yeah. So they've got eight days left to do this quest. Ages. Well. Ages, mate. It's not loads of time, but it's, it's maybe enough, I don't know. Someday, Annabeth wants to see the Parthenon in person and build a big monument to the gods. And this is just your personality, right? Why are you calling me out? I don't know, just... Another, just another point where Annabeth is your kindred spirit. Yes, well, I don't want to build a monument to the gods. Okay. Mm. Um, I would like to see the Parthenon in real life. Yeah, or, you do talk about going to Greece a lot. Parthenon, yeah. Parthenon, it's Pantheon's on the in Rome. Acropolis. I've seen the Pantheon. Poseidon is also the god of earthquakes, which mm. is something I found out in this chapter and didn't know before. He's got a lot on his CV. Yeah, they, they seem to do a lot. One of the jobs I've worked at, in my life a lot of the people had a lot of different jobs which didn't necessarily line up together and it made me think of that a bit just how these gods aren't really specializing enough which means i reckon there's a lot of stuff that doesn't get done (laughs) anyway god bureaucracy poseidon and athena work together on the chariot so Mm. annabeth concedes they can work together and then she says the fabled line come on goat boy sightseeing (laughs) because they arrive in st louis Poor Grover. She's just been dozing. Yeah. And he gets woken up with a racial <laughs> name. <laughs> I think he's used to it at this point. And I think, as we might find out, he has got to the position where he'll he'll take it from Annabeth, I think. Oh, it's said with love. Yeah. So they go to the arch in St. Louis, which is a real place. It's a big, uh, yeah. it's a big old arch. They go and poke around, learn some local cultural history. They see, in Percy's words... Covered wagons and other junk from the 1800s. He's not a big fan of history, is our Percy Jackson. Apparently, underground air always smells like monsters. Stinky. Is that cause, just because they're closer to Hades? Is that the vibe? Maybe, or like there's no ventilation. But yeah, <laughs> I would say it's the Hades thing. Or is, it might be, maybe Grover just doesn't like it underground. Yeah, maybe. Something doesn't feel right to Percy. Hmm. He mentions that Hades has a hat like Annabeth's. It's called the Helm of Darkness. I wonder what Annabeth's hat is called. Has it gone? Have we it's found like it out? Invisibility cap yeah, or something. Yeah, I don't know. Helm of Darkness is much cooler. She needs to work on that. It's Hades' symbol of power, mm. and it's more powerful than her hat, because he can not only disappear, but he can become darkness, meld into shadow, and pass through walls and radiate fear. And this is where the fear of the dark comes from in this universe. Mm. Percy's a bit claustrophobic. And they're in an elevator that goes in a curve, which is mad. Is that real? I mean, I've seen the arch. It's weird if, like, the elevator goes round. Yeah. I suppose it must do, it must mustn't do. it? Weird. Goes in the curve. Uh, on the website, I'm sure they call it a tram. A tra- like an upwards something. tram? I wonder if you have to sort of, like, sit in it, like, with your back facing the floor and your eyes facing the sky. Like, and then, like, like you're in like a rocket. An astronaut, yeah, and then it sort of shuttles you up, and then when you get to the top, you're, like, the right way <laughs> right up. Way up. That would be horrible. I wouldn't do that. In the elevator with them, there's a woman and a chihuahua. And she asks them where their parents are. Mm. And they have learnt this lesson from before. Mm, and this they've, time... They've stopped Percy from talking. They say, oh, they're down the bottom. Yeah. Percy doesn't like heights either. So we've, we found out he's claustrophobic. He also doesn't like heights. So it's starting to feel like this isn't really his ideal day out. Yeah. So they go and they, they have a look at the old view. And then it's time to go down because the place is closing. And they get separated. Of course they do. So they end up in different elevators. And then the woman and the dog is up there with Percy. The other two are going down. The woman with her forked tongue and her dog and... Forked tongue? Mm. What? What? Also, there's just a boy with his parents up there as well. She keeps referring to the dog as her son. I like the bit where someone says, Oh, Sonny, is that his name? And she's just like, no. (laughs) Smiley face. (laughs) Anyway, it turns out Percy didn't read the small print because it's uh, not Chihuahua. It's Chimera. Mm. Close. Easy mistake to make. Yeah. She gets that all the time. It then grows into the size of a lion. 
So maybe that is the lion thing you saw earlier, or maybe, like you say, it's world building, I'm not sure. It's got the head of a lion, the body of a goat, and a serpent for a tail. And it's still wearing a collar at this size, and a dog tag which says, Chimera, rabid, fire breathing, poisonous if found, please call Tartarus extension 954. (laughs) The woman, we find out, is the mother of monsters, and she says that Percy's lucky because... Lord Zeus rarely lets her test a hero with one of her broods, so he mm. should... Yeah. Zeus sent her. That's the implication, isn't it? It is the implication. Which is a bit strange. Well, no, I suppose... He thinks that Percy... He thinks Percy stole the thing. Yeah. I suppose he doesn't know that Percy's trying to give it back to him. Yeah, for all he knows, Percy's just on a jolly to see the arch. That's true. Okay. Uh, she's Echidna. Mm. Percy's like, oh, like the anteater? And that was not the right thing to say. She howled. She hates the anteaters. She hates being called one. And she hates Australia. And for that, Percy Jackson, my son will destroy you. (laughs) It's interesting that it's a beast of Tartarus, but Zeus is the one who lets her do it. Yeah, well, Zeus is the king. Tartarus, in my head, links with Hades. Mm, Yeah, so... Is Tartarus not a place? Tartarus is like the place where the bad, bad people go. It's like max security prison. Is that not like a Hades kind of dimension? Yeah, yeah. But Zeus has. Zeus is in charge of everyone, every god, everything. So why is he not in charge of Poseidon? Well, he is technically. So why isn't he just like, yo, bro, give me my, uh, give me my bolt back? Because Poseidon's like, I didn't take it, mate. And they're they're all really proud. But I'm the king. Yeah, and Poseidon's like, well, maybe you're a bit of a crap king. Oh, okay, so... Uh, okay, fine. And they're all the same age-ish. Actually, Zeus is the youngest of them all. Interesting. Did not know that. So... How did he end up as boss man? Oh, well, they trapped Crown... I, I remember this. Mm. They drew straws, basically. Percy's eyebrows get seared off by the fire by the Chimera. Who needs them? It's kind of the main part of the fight that I wrote down because it was the most amusing. He also notes that we just blowtorched a national monument... Yeah. The serpent bites his calf. Yeah. Poisonous, not good. So he manages to dodge the first bite, so that's a good start. And then he's sort of... He, he rolls badly and... <laughs> that one. Fails the uh, um, ability, agility check. He loses his sword over the side. Anaclasmus. And, Anaclasmus. And it doesn't return. <laughs> which, I, I don't know, maybe... If it's still in warranty, he should get that checked because mm. I'm pretty sure it was promised that it would always return. Not sure quite why. The bit in the next chapter might explain that a bit or it might just be that he's not using it right. I'm not sure. Echidna taunts him to jump down into the river below. She says some interesting stuff, doesn't she? I did not write it down, so please share. Well, first she says they don't make heroes like they used to. <laughs> Get wrecked. Reference to Hercules. If you are the son of Poseidon... You would not fear the water. Jump, Percy Jackson. Show me that water will not harm you. Jump and retrieve your sword. Prove your bloodline. Percy's like, hell no. That is like jumping on concrete, I'm sure. That will hurt. And then Echidna's like, you have no faith. You do not trust the gods. I cannot blame you, little coward. Better you die now. The gods are faithless. The poison is in your heart. And then he sort of thinks, yeah, you're right, actually. The poison is in my heart. I ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> it's interesting, quite a few of the villains so far have said not to trust the gods. Mm. Anyway, so Father help me, Percy says, and then he jumps. But oh. he also, last thing I wrote before the jump, is that he realises that Poseidon must have visited him as a baby. Yeah. Because he remembers his face. Yeah, because he always, that's sort of what he thought, wasn't it? That his father was around a bit when he was young and then he was like, oh, tell me about... You know, me and dad when I was a baby. And then Sally's like, <clears throat> that didn't happen. He left while I was pregnant. And Percy's like, what? But he must have come to check up on him. Yeah, because Percy remembers his face. Yeah. So that's kind of... He's, he's literally clinging to that one maybe made up childhood memory. And then, yes, he plummets down towards the river. Yes. That's what I got for chapter 13. Yeah, me too. Chapter 14? Well... Should we talk about the logistics of jumping from the Gateway Arch into the Mississippi River? Oh, gosh, I'd forgot. So earlier, a couple of days ago, before we did this, I spotted Beth looking at a computer at a picture of a big arch, and I thought, oh, that looks like the arch in St. Louis in this section of Percy Jackson I've just read. And it was, and she was doing some calculations. Yeah. Pray tell. I don't know what I was looking at. I think I just... It's not like a well-known monument, I don't think, so I don't... 
think I could even picture what it looked like. So I was like, I'm going to look this up. And it looked like what I imagined it looked like. So I must have seen it somewhere. But then I noticed that it's not over the water. Like I thought that it was straddling a river or something. Like it was over... Or next to it or something. Yeah, but it's pretty far away, actually, from the river's edge. So... He would have had to have properly flung himself. Like I saw you, you literally got Street View out. I'm going to get it up were... again now. <laughs> it's really far. I want to see it. Show me. There's oh gosh, a there's a whole there river front. There's a road there. A big chunk of grass. Oh, Look. it's nowhere near. Let me plop you down. So we're going to put I him think there. Zeus has intervened here and flown him over there. Maybe he stole Grover's shoes. Oh my god, it's literally nowhere near. It's so far away from the water. Do you know what I think? What do you think? In fairness to Rick Riordan, however you say his name, I reckon if you're at the top of the arch and you're looking down, it will look like the river's just there. Well, probably, yeah. Which might be his inspiration on this, rather than doing the logistics. Yeah. Should we do chapter 14? Let's do chapter 14. What's chapter 14 called, Beth? Chapter 14 is called... I've become a known fugitive. Mm. Here is the summary. Percy discovers some superpowers and has a cute but frustrating few words from a river ghost. A river ghost? Mm. Interesting choice of words. That's what he described her as. Mm. So, the water saved him. <gasps> Shocker! Who called that? Did anyone call that? Not Did me. anyone think that was going to happen? I was so sure he was going to splatter into a million pieces. The rest of the book was just going to be a description of how the world ended because no one saved the gods from arguing. Yeah, was, the rest is from Annabeth's point of view and it's just all despair. Apocalyptic. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll carry on, I suppose. <laughs> Flaboom! That is the noise that it makes if you jump into a water. Wait, apparently so. And then a big bright white light, right? Mm. And then it turns out, yeah, underwater, he's not wet, which is strange. That is strange. How's he showered? Strange, but <laughs> I hadn't even considered that. Don't you think that he would at- notice? So is it at will, or is it just any contact with water, it just runs off him? Well, yeah, because I imagine that, like... If there was any point where he desperately was like, oh my god, I really need to stay dry, then and then the power worked, it would be like, oh wow, I guess I can stay dry if I want to. But he's not thinking that when he jumps into the water. But he must have been in water in his life before. Well, yeah. I, I mean, think Poseidon's like specifically intervening here is what I'm meant uh, to believe. You think Poseidon's been like, okay, son, I will bestow water powers upon you. I think that it, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think in this instant he's facing imminent death. and mm. So Poseidon's like, ah, water power. Huh. Yeah, something like that. Um, he can light a cigarette lighter hmm. and everything he touches turns dry. That's so crazy. And then when he lets go, it immediately turns wet again. He can also breathe underwater. Nice. Percy wonders why Poseidon saved him. Yeah. Why? Hmm. Why, father? Why me? <laughs> why now? Why today? He's got a job to do, that's why. Yeah, he's like, you're part of my plot to annoy my brother. He finds his sword. And then a voice says, Your father believes in you. <laughs> Actually, first of all, a voice says, Percy, what do you say? Thanks, Mum. <laughs> Thanks, Dad, for not letting me dig it smushed and die, I suppose. And it says, Your father believes in you. So I guess that's why Poseidon saved him. Uh, he sees a woman floating in the water, who must be the source of the voice. It's just a messenger that says, your mother's fate is not as hopeless as you would believe. Hmm. Go to the beach in Santa Monica. It Critic. is your father's will. He should do that before he descends into the underworld. He's got, like, so many questions. Mm. It's like, okay, you're, you're my mother? And it's like, no, I'm not your mother. Uh, what's going on? What's the quest? Why do I have to go to Santa Monica? Also, did Poseidon save me just then? Or did this... And the thing pretty much says, oh, no, I sorry, I can't hang around the, the rivers too foul. This river be gross. Water smells bad. Bye. <laughs> also, don't trust the gifts. And then she just Do not leaves. trust the gifts. What's that about? Mm. What gifts? Could that be the, the pen? Anaclasmus? And what, well, I suppose, the hat. Although Annabeth already had that. And the shoes from Chiron and Luke gave those two gifts, mm. didn't they? We don't know about Annabeth's. No, we don't. I've got some interesting theories coming up. That's interesting. I haven't considered the gifts. I mean, has he had any other gifts? I suppose it's the gifts from Ares coming up. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, is she talking about gifts he already has or gifts that he has yet to receive? Yeah, because she is talking about some things in the future, isn't she? So Mm. maybe... The humans interpret the whole thing that happened on the arch as something Percy caused. Brilliant. Grover says, We thought you'd gone to Hades the hard way. Well, Percy wasn't messing around. He's got places to be. 
The quickest way to get to Hades is to just die. Yeah, I guess so. So Percy's, uh, like, wanted now. Mm. The poor woman with her son is just, like, screaming, like, there was a giant lion and everything was on fire. And they're like, there, there, dear. It's okay. Yeah. Come this way. The medication will kick in soon. <laughs> they get on a train west. That's yeah. all my notes for this chapter. Yeah, basically. Quick pep talk. Percy gets a goat hug. Quick catch up with the gang. Then hop onto the train out of crime town. Lucky the police didn't decide to stop the train after a major terrorist incident. Yeah, strange. But, you know, it is what it is. Next chapter is called... A God Buys Us Cheeseburgers. Just to remind us, we're in America. Chapter summary. We meet Ares, and he sends Percy and Annabeth on the worst first date ever. Oh my God, is this their first date? (gasps) Well, that reframes it. So, it's seven days before the solstice. So they got like they got a whole week still. Bloody ages. I'm not sure they've made any notable progress. No. Well, they've had a weird fish lady tell them some stuff, I guess. They have fought three different monsters now. Yeah. Tallying up a good monster score. Although yeah. Percy didn't do anything, he just ju- he just sort of ran away from the last one. Like they did run away from the Furies, and they did kill Medusa. Yes. So that's one out of three. To be fair, running away is sometimes a strong tactic. No, yeah, I'm not saying that. They could have killed her. These guys are hungry. I'm hungry. They want to contact Chiron. I noted that we seem to just be doing a fun tour of America because they've just arrived in Denver, Colorado now. It's a good way to... (laughs) I've never been, so just seeing the sights. Yeah. The rainbow goddess Iris, who is not someone I think I'd heard of before, carries messages for the gods. Isn't that nice of her? Iris, I think of the flower... Yeah. I thought Hermes was the messenger god. Is yeah. it both? Sometimes the gods sort of both have the same job. Yeah, it's both of them. So, back on my comment then about the bureaucracy of the whole system, it seems like we could be making some savings and some cuts here for Yeah, efficiency. could be much more efficient. So, they use a car wash spray gun to make a rainbow and throw some drachma into it, and that's like a phone now. Yeah, uh, And they contact Half-Blood Hill. Which I think is a very risky thing to do. Imagine having their last drachma. They're like, throw it in. Okay, who should we call? The hill. It's just lucky that someone was standing on the hill. Oh, right. Does someone have to be there to answer the phone? Well, I don't know. Like, they didn't ask for anyone specifically, did they? they so just Luke said, is there. Oh, can they just ask? Call Half-Blood Hill. It's like that scene in Harry Potter with the flu powder when Harry doesn't speak clearly and ends up in Nocturne Alley. <laughs> is that what you're suggesting? I'm sort of. (laughs) I'm suggesting that, like, if they wanted to speak to Chiron, they probably could have been like, hey, uh, oh, goddess, accept my offering, Chiron, rather than Half Blood Hill, like a a geographical location that is probably quite large. That's fair. Anyway, Luke's there, so it's okay. Well, it's okay unless you're Annabeth, who has a mad panic when Luke's there and desperately tries to sort out her hair and clothes and look half decent. Yeah. Luke says they are having issues with some of the campers at Half Blood Hill. Mm. Chiron recently had to break up a fight because word has got out about the Zeus Poseidon fight at camp and now some of the campers are taking sides. It's probably an agent of Hades that has spread the news, the same one who let the hellhound in before. Yeah. At this point, I've put, who are our suspects? Mm. And I've got a little list, and it's a very short list, mainly because I haven't actually met many characters. I'm going to hold my book up so that you can't see me because I have a really bad poker face. Okay, so my my list, starting with the most obvious suggestion who we're meant to, and then ending with a quite wild card suggestion. Go on then. Most obvious suggestion is Clarice. Mm. Um, because she's a nasty piece of work and doesn't like Percy and evil. Urgh. Urgh. Next I've written down Luke which would be a hell of a plot twist. But also I can kind of see it coming. Also because, we'll get into this, what Luke says here, I think some of it's a bit shady and weird. Or or not even that. If it was Luke, it makes me think some of what he says is a bit sus. Basically I started wondering whether it could be Luke. Yeah. And then I started thinking everything Luke did was suspicious. I'm not sure whether that's... (laughs) Chiron. I also think there's a possibility it's Luke and Chiron, but that might be a bit The tag team in it. And then my wildcard suggestion is Mr. D. Oh! Yeah. I like that one. So we find out the kids of Aphrodite, Ares and Apollo are all backing Poseidon, more or less. And Athena is backing Zeus. Yeah, that makes sense, actually, for the Trojan War. Aphrodite was definitely on the Trojan side. She started the whole proxy thing anyway. Well, actually, it's a very long, interesting story that we might dwell on at a later point. The yeah, Trojan I was going to say... The Trojan War is fun. But interesting how... 
that lines up and those choices ask Beth but maybe that's maybe we save that for our one of our bonus mythology episodes yeah because it the Trojan War Trojan War might be its whole own thing oh god it's so long it's really great like it's from the beginning of god time all the way through it's very like god politics cool it's fun yeah okay Athena's backing Zeus Mm. which is potentially a little bit awkward for Percy and Annabeth. Awkward, yeah, because she puts so much weight on what her parent does. And Percy's just like, didn't know the dude was my dad before now. <laughs> and Annabeth is like, well, my mummy hates your daddy, so that means that I must hate you. It also would mean that Clarice is on Percy's dad's side. Yeah, interesting that. Luke says it had to be Hades that took the bolt. Uh, he was at Olympus, Luke was, on the winter solstice, and saw him. Yeah. So he was sense. there, so he had a chance to steal it. Had to be Hades. And Percy's like, oh, I didn't... I'm pretty sure the servants of Hades were like, where is it? Which means they're looking for it. But anyway, Percy points out, Chiron said, that the gods can't take each other's objects directly. Luke says, oh, yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, what's that? Something shiny. Anyway, Hades <laughs> has the helm of darkness, so he could have snuck into the throne room and taken it. And I'm just thinking the logic here doesn't quite work, given what Percy's just said. Yeah, I just wonder how much of that is like, well, the gods, you know, the gods can't really take, or is it like they physically are unable to? Well, I to. thought that's why Perse- one of the reasons why Percy is doing the quest is because they're not allowed effectively into each other's territory, I thought as it, it were, but heroes can. Yeah, I, I sort of read it like it wouldn't be physically impossible for a god to do that or to like just walk into the throne room and pick up the master bolt and then wander off. It's just more like the gods can't do that because it will start the apocalypse. Okay. But I don't know. Maybe it could have been a servant of Hades. Mm. And Luke says, you'd have to be invisible. Yikes. And everyone looks at Annabeth. <laughs> and they can't see her because she's wearing her cap. And then I've written, where did she get that hat from again? Where did she get that hat from? Mm. And then, then I remembered a prophecy about someone betraying Percy. Mm. Interesting little hint there but I I sort of feel a bit like that's what we're meant to think anyway Luke says that Annabeth is like a little sister to him and I just cringed so hard for her in that moment oh bless (laughs) Um, Luke asks if Percy's wearing the flying shoes are you wearing the flying shoes the the shoes I gave you that were a gift from my dad and I decided to give them to you out of the kindness of my heart how how much are you enjoying them Mm. Mm? Mm. 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 Percy's like yeah I love them well, the colour of them is great. I can see them now. What? Yeah. No, I mean, uh... <laughs> but this made me, with my suspicious of Luke hat on, made me think, why is he Why is he checking in on Percy? Why is he checking in on making sure that Zeus can zap him? <laughs> oh, yeah, I see your point. My next line is, feel a bit suspicious about Luke. <laughs> uh, tell Grover it will be better this time. Nobody will get turned into a pine tree if he just... And that's the end of the conversation. I'm pulling a face. There's a little hint there about something we find out shortly. Yeah. And it has sort of been mentioned before. Mm. If you... You can kind of piece it together. Yeah, you can sort of... They're all hungry, so they Mm. go to a diner. They're going to go and manifest some food by just sitting in a diner and, like, looking hopeful. They've got some drachma. No, they haven't anymore, have they? No, they've spent everything. Oh, gosh. So a motorbike made of skin (laughs) turns up with shotguns. And the rider's like a proper biker type who has a hunting knife. And then I wrote, I think this is Ares. Wow, look at you. And then I put, and the reason why, the imagery really made me think of war in Good Omens. Mm, Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse on the motorbikes with the, you know, making everyone angry around. Just very war vibes. And God of War as well, so. So you're old seaweeds, kid. Ares reminds Percy of Gabe. (laughs) Nice. That means he stinks. He's got fire in the place of his eyes. And he has turned up with a proposition for them. A side quest. And he bought them food and threatened the waitress. And he goes on a bit about how much he loves America because of the weapons. Yeah. Long story short, Ares left his shield in an abandoned water park and he wants Percy to go and get it. Mm. Bit weird that he's asking Percy, but he says he's giving Percy an opportunity to prove himself. And then he throws in the promise of information about his mum if he, he does it. He does. Percy, in general, is just getting pretty mad with the whole thing. Yeah. Not a fan of Ares. Turns out it's just Ares' aura that's making Percy mad. Yeah. But Percy's just a grumpy person anyway, so it's probably... It's got all that teenage angst. Yeah. 
Percy says, no thanks, we've already got a quest. Yeah, your quest sounds bad. We've got a better one. Eri says, I know all about your quest, punk. Punk. <laughs> when it was first stolen, Zeus sent his best out, Apollo, Athena, Artemis and Ares, the Bolthuses, and they couldn't find it. Mm. Interesting. Ares told Zeus Hades had stolen it. So maybe a little nod towards the fact that Hades didn't steal it. Ares is certainly suggesting he kind of made the whole thing up. Yeah. Just to start a war between Zeus and Hades. It doesn't sound like something Ares would do. You've got me to thank for your quest, he says. Wow, thanks, Ares. <laughs> How many people have tried to kill them so far? <laughs> um, Ares says get his shield and he'll tell Percy about something about his mum, she said. And then he's mm-hmm. gone. Voop. Grover says, this is not good. Not good. Yeah. And then Percy's like, it's all good. We'll just ignore it. And they're like, uh-uh. Annabeth says it's really bad luck to Try again. gods. What could the god of war be scared of? Hmm. Just a creepy, to be fair, that like creepy dry water park aesthetic is unsettling yeah. for anyone. But weird, the idea that Ares doesn't want to, what could that be about? Yeah. Annabeth's like, I don't know, maybe he needs someone smart to do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't insult the gods. And then well, Annabeth's like, He's a big dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> but she's cleverly waited for him to not be within earshot. That's true. Uh, we find out that Ares' girlfriend is Aphrodite. Mm. And Percy, showing that he did pay some attention in his Greek classes, says, I thought she was married to Hephaestus. Annabeth says, what's your point? Yeah. Percy's like, oh, <laughs> what's that over there? They go to the water park. They uh, break in. It's not very difficult. It's not a water land anymore. It's, it's a dry, rat, dry park. What? Because the litters have fallen off. It's called Wat Rad now. <laughs> Annabeth finds a bunch of new clothes in the merch shop. I think they all do. Hephaestus caught them together once in a golden net. What? This is the gods. So Hephaestus right. has caught Ares and Aphrodite together. Right, yeah. So, okay. So Hephaestus caught Ares and Aphrodite together once. And then, turns out that's quite literal. He caught them yeah. in a golden net. Yeah. And invited all the gods to come and laugh at them. How embarrassing to be caught with your girlfriend. In a golden net. Mm. Second time we've heard about a golden net, because the gods trapped Zeus in a golden net, right? No. Yes, they they trapped Zeus in a golden net and told him to be a better god, right? Mm. Golden nets seem to be a theme, and this continues to prove true in this chapter. Mm. What's the thing with golden nets? Obviously very fashionable. I guess so. The shield seems remarkably easy to get. Well, hang on, we're skipping past the name of the rides. Oh. Names of the rides. I didn't write down the names of the rides. Ankle Biter Island, Head Over Wedgie, and Dude, Where's My Swimsuit? I remember Dude, Where's My Swimsuit? I really need to know what happens on that ride. You need to go to this water park. Sounds very, like, extreme. Yeah. Like, there is some force. Dude, involved. where's my swimsuit? Yeah. I'm imagining, like, darkness, lots of like, rushing air, because you can't have known where it's gone, otherwise you would be like, Dude, the water park took my... Oh, I'm Australian. The yeah. water park took my swimsuit. Nice. Not Where is it? Also, the shield's in the Tunnel of Love. Yeah. Which isn't actually called that, right? It's called, like, the... Yeah, it's like, this is not your parents' tunnel... Oh, Thrill Ride of Love. Thrill this is not your parents' Tunnel of Love. Yeah. So, yeah, the shield seems remarkably easy to get. And Percy walked past ten signs which said, It's a trap. <laughs> and ignored them. Annabeth doesn't want to go into the love ride with Percy because that's like weird. Yeah. Like I'm not going to. And then within about three seconds, she does anyway after she's made her point. So she <laughs> notices that there's a couple of Greek letters. Yes, she does. into things. But the Grover can't smell any heat. monsters. Yeah. So they're just going to go with, with it. Yeah. Uh, and there's also mirrors all around the pool. Well, you want to see yourselves, don't you? And there's this scarf. Hmm. Percy picks up and it makes him go all dreamy. Mm. It's really nice. And he's just like, isn't love the best? <laughs> yeah. It's Aphrodite's scarf, right? Mm-hmm. Annabeth grabs it from him and it's like, stop <laughs> yeah. it. Because he's about to rub it against his stop cheek. Stop now. <laughs> <laughs> and then he triggers a tripwire. Good one, Percy. Stupid statues all around all turn, look at each other, and then fire their arrows, but not at them, at each other. Making a golden net! Wow. wow, so many golden nets. Greeks have a thing with golden nets, friend. Then Annabeth remembers the Greek alphabet, which is crazy because she is <laughs> fluent in reading ancient Greek. For God's sake. 
uh, video cameras and lights come out of the heads of the Cupid statues. And it's like live to Olympus in yeah. one minute or something. But uh, yeah, the letter is Eta, I think. I don't know how it's pronounced. Or Eta, I don't know. Uh, which is H for Hephaestus. It's a trap made by Hephaestus once again to catch his wife with Ares. He's done it and trapped them in a golden net before. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let's do the same yeah. shindig again. Ares is caught wise to it this time. Yeah. Because he's using the same trap. <laughs> yeah. For God's sake. What I like about this bit is that they're really dramatic about it, considering currently it seems like they've been caught and Annabeth is... There's the line here says, Hephaestus, Annabeth screamed. I'm so stupid. Etta is H. He made this trap to catch his wife with Ares. Now we're going to be broadcast live to Olympus and look like absolute fools. Oh, gosh, the worst. What? I mean, they've nearly died a couple of times. Maybe they just don't... Maybe Annabeth doesn't like being on camera. She's so embarrassed. She's going to die of embarrassment. Yeah, that's fair. To be fair, it's already been a pretty cringy day for her with Luke saying that she was like his little sister. Yeah, fair. And she's wearing all this water park merch. Anyway, yeah. It it does get worse (laughs) for her uh, in a minute as well. So. The jeopardy increases now as they try to escape the bowl. It becomes clear that this is why Ares didn't want to get the shield himself. Uh, lots of wind-up spiders appear. Yeah, just as they're about to escape. Annabeth hates spiders. Oh, she does not do well. We'll find out why in a minute, but she's not happy about the spiders. No. Percy has a solution and gets Grover to try and turn the ride on. Yeah, so Grover he... flies up to the control room, right? Mm. And just presses all the buttons. Yeah. But before he's making... this, oh, sorry. Percy's got them back into the boat. Yeah. Because Annabeth is, like, paralysed. And he's With like, fear, yeah. okay... Well, these spiders probably aren't designed to kill, they're just designed to make someone look stupid, but it is designed to be a god trap, and we aren't gods, so we should leave. They're like little mechanical clockwork spiders. Which, we'll come back to that, that's Mm -hmm. interesting. Grover presses all these buttons, nothing seems to be happening. He makes the sort of gesture like, I pressed all the buttons. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What do you want me to do now? Percy then tries to imagine he's dragging water. He's becoming a waterbender, you know, like... Avatar, it's a big moment when he's... Yeah, he magics it out of the pipes, sweeping away all the spiders. He drags the ocean all the way from... And Annabeth's like, my hero. No, she's like, ah, spiders! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Percy controls the boat with his will. Hmm. Feels like his water powers are getting stronger and stronger, or it could be because they're being about to be broadcast live to Olympus, so Poseidon's like... Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, more powers, more powers. Just give the kid everything we've got. (laughs) And then they rocket through into the tunnel of love. Yeah. Like full steam ahead. And they're going about to smash into a, a wall mm. or a fence, I think it is. It's like chained off and where the jump is. Percy. So yeah, they're going to get smushed if they stay in the boat. So Percy decides, with the best logic ever, that what they're going to do is they're going to just like jump out of the boat just before it hits the thing and use it as like a springboard. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I had to think about this for a minute because. In my physics. head, I was like, this physics is terrible. He's like, I saw I saw about people surviving car crashes, and I was thinking, like, he meant that people just, like, get out of the car just before it crashes. Mm. And I was like, that's not, that's not a thing. But I think he means people being, like, literally thrown from their yeah, car. Yeah, like, if they've not like, been wearing their seatbelt, the, yeah. then they get flung out, and they're like, oh, lucky, because <clears> look at my car now. It exploded, yeah. and I was flung two metres away. So they, yeah, they decide to jump. Percy's maths is all wrong, but Annabeth nails it. Yes. So Percy's like, when I say go, and Annabeth is like, no, you haven't calculated the simple physics. And Percy's (laughs) like, go on then. (laughs) God's sake. They jump too far. (laughs) Yeah. But Grover saves them in midair. But then they're too heavy, so he doesn't save them that well. She's an overachiever with the maths thing, isn't she, really? Yeah. But yeah, no, Grover's there. Good old Grover. Good old goat boy. They sort of collapse in a bit of a heap. Yeah. Uh, And they're still being filmed. Yeah. Then Percy says, show's over. And then the cameras just immediately stop. Yeah, he's a, he's a good um, host. He's a good host, but he's not very happy with Aries about mm. the whole thing. He's Yeah, I mean, he's not, not being paid for it, so... He does not appreciate being tricked. Plus, he wasn't best pleased with Aries to start with. Yeah. Don't forget. That's all I've got for this chapter. Yep. It's a very action-packed one, isn't it? Mm. It's all go, go, go. Let's, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying that. Chapter 16 is the last chapter we read this Oh my God, it is. Session? I've got a lot of notes. Yes, but, a lot um, does happen. Yes, let's try and speed through it. Cool, so the title of the chapter is We Take a Zebra to Vegas. Or Zebra if you're American. Chapter summary. We get some backstory, just in general. Then the gang release a hungry lion in LA and then waste five days playing games while the deadline to save the world races towards them. Do I smell a plot device? (laughs) What does it smell like? It smells like 
a sigh. <laughs> Smells like lotus flowers. I was like, oh, okay, fine. Well, Let's see we'll what this bit's of... for. We'll get there. We'll talk because about it. Actually, I, I, what I wanted was to spend more time in this section, actually. Percy tells Ares he's a jerk. Uh, Ares changes his shield once he's got it back into a bulletproof vest and puts it on which I thought was pretty hardcore mm. uh, he gives them a truck straight to LA with one stop in Vegas which is exactly where they need to go so it's kind of like this has been worth their while actually Yeah. and the truck says kindness international humane zoo transport on the back mm-hmm. warning live wild animals how hard good joke Ares sus right Yeah. Ares gives them fresh clothes $20 no <laughs> what are they going to buy with that Yeah. here's 20 bucks don't spend it all at once <laughs> Um, it was published in 2008, so... A bag of drachmas and double-stuffed Oreos as a reward. Mm. Percy's going to be like, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. I don't want your stupid money and Oreos. Yeah. Grover stops him from refusing it. Percy's just generally not a fan of Aries. The waitress and cook takes a photo of them all. Nice. Again. Percy demands information about his mother, because he promised. And what he says is, she's not dead. <gasps> kind of what did i predict that i feel like i thought i certainly flagged the golden shower thing and then he explains what that was yes uh she was taken from the mind tour before she could die the shower of gold is metamorphosis not death she's being kept as a hostage Mm. Ares says and he's like (laughs) why a hostage and Ares is like well you know hostages are used to control people yeah to get what you no one's controlling me and he's like (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) good one (laughs) Percy taunts Ares before he leaves. Everyone says that's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And then they get in the truck. Yeah. Uh, they're sharing it with a zebra, a male albino lion. Uh, sorry, for American listeners, a zebra, a male albino lion. And some weird antelope thing. That's the best description we get of what that animal is. That's all we'll ever know. Someone has tried to feed the lion turnips and the other two hamburger meat, so it's obviously going well for mm-hmm. the animals. And they're all, they're just not in a good way, are they? One of them's got, um, They've been abused. like, a balloon tied to its horn. The other one's... A, a chewing bit, gum in its mane. Chewing gum in its mane. The lion looks like you can see its ribs and it's not been fed. Sad. It's very sad. Grover, Grover is, is properly mad about it. Human. Yeah, he's really angry. Percy is also angry, but because he's been a source of amusement for the gods. And ain't nobody laugh at Percy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big deal, you know. I'm on a quest. <laughs> <laughs> My daddy is Poseidon. Yeah. I'm big three material. Yeah. Oh, God. We find out why Annabeth doesn't like spiders. It's because of Arachne. Mm. And Athena did Arachne dirty. Yeah. Uh, big time. Yeah. Turned her into a spider. And Arachne's children have been taking revenge on the children of Athena ever since. Yeah, well, Arachne was... Fair enough, I guess. Not bitter about it, obviously. But the mechanical spiders aren't real spiders, so they're not Arachne's children. She's just scared of spiders. Okay. Grover says... I love this quote from him. I was pretty amazing, wasn't I? <laughs> we love Grover. Percy relays Luke's message to the group. Annabeth and Luke were with Thalia. So I can't remember. I pronounce it Thalia when I read Fine. it in my head. And Grover was the satyr who failed to save her. Yeah. And that was the failure. Sad times. Grover tried to save all three of them, even though he was only meant to help Thalia. Uh, he froze because he was scared of the kindly ones. The Council of Cloven Elders said her death was his fault. Mm. Harsh. Really rough on Grover. Yeah. Percy and Annabeth try to comfort him. It's not really working. But then Percy says he'll be the one who finds Pan. Because yeah. he's just the best finder. And it made he me think of that. Heart. Have you seen... Um, I think it's in a very Potter musical. Yeah. Where it's like Hufflepuffs are good finders. Yeah. No? Anyway, that's what it made me think of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Grover falls straight asleep. He's just like literally gone. Annabeth has some beads from the camp. Hmm. This was interesting. On necklace. Every year, the most important event in the camp gets painted on them. And I guess everyone gets given them? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Cute idea. Yeah, it is cute. It's very summer camp vibes. Yeah. Uh, Annabeth's dad apologised to her, we find yeah. out, and said he missed her and sent her Athena's ring. Well, it's his ring. Well, yeah, his ring from Athena, right? No, he, it's his college ring, but he wouldn't have completed his doctorate. Oh, he couldn't really complete without. his degree without her. And it reminds yeah. him of her. It's like the closest right I remember. And so she did try to go home off the mm. back of that. But her wicked stepmother says that actually, no, she's the fairest of them all. And she was awful. And she, it didn't last the winter yeah. before she came back to Hufford Hill. Percy asks if the gods fight, will it be Athena against Poseidon? And Annabeth says, I don't know what my mum will do. 
I just know that I'll fight next to you. Percy's like, why? And he says, because you're my friend. Aww. Aww. Sweet. Actually, she says, because you're my friend, seaweed brain. Any more stupid questions? Aww. Then they go to sleep, and Percy has another nightmare. The dreams are very potent on this one. He sees a girl with dark, unruly hair and eyeliner. Just goth vibes. It's Thalia. And they're both in straight jackets during an exam. Hmm. That's a metaphor for the uh, education system, failing kids with learning. Yeah, I mean, they've got their hands tied behind their backs from the word go. He then falls through the floor into a chasm. Chasm again. And there's some voices. Yeah, but he does it, doesn't he? Because she looks at him and snaps, well, seaweed brain, one of us has to get out of here. So Percy's like, yeah, she's right. Time to go and give Hades a piece of my mind. And then dream zooms. Okay. And then he hears some voices. And the voices, I've written pretty much all of this down and I'm going to read it. One of the voices says, Percy Jackson, yes, the exchange went well, I see. And Percy realises this voice is not speaking to him. And he suspects nothing. Which is a voice he almost recognises. Oh, I'm so sus. Oh, anyway. Nothing, my lord. He is as ignorant as the rest. Deception upon deception. Excellent. Truly, my lord, you are well named the crooked one. But was it really necessary? I could have brought you what I stole directly. You? You have already shown me you're limited. You would have failed me completely had I not intervened. But, but my lord! (laughs) That's my best Lucy's mouth for you. Um, um, Peace, little servant. Our six months have brought us much. Zeus's anger has grown. Poseidon has played his most desperate card, and now we shall use it against him. Shortly, you shall have the reward you wish and your revenge as soon as both items are delivered into my hands. But wait, he is here. What? You summoned him, my lord? No. Blast his father's blood. He is too changeable, too unpredictable. The boy brought himself thither. Impossible. For a weakling such as you, perhaps. The honestly, the shade thrown at this other guy. <laughs> so you wish to dream of your quest, young half-blood, this is to Percy. Then I will oblige. And then Percy is then standing in a throne room which is made from human bones, and his mother's at the foot of the throne. Percy can't get to her, and his hands are withering to bones. The voice then laughs and says, Hail the conquering hero, and then he wakes up. There's a lot to unpack there. Well, there is. So, I'm not sure what's happening. I I think the other voice, the second voice is either Luke or Chiron, right? The servant. Right. Six months is interesting. Is that how long it's been since Percy went to Half-Blood Hill? It's not, is it? It's more than that. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, Percy was at Half-Blood Hill like two days ago. The winter solstice, though, that was... When yeah. When did the book start? Oh, the winter... Luke was at Olympus in the winter solstice, and that was the summer solstice. Oh, I think it is Luke, you know. Anyway, fine. We're meant to think the other voice is Hades, because it's been cleared up that it's not Zeus or... Poseidon because the voice speaks specifically about them Mm -hmm. and also we're down in a chasm underground I don't know what I part of me wants to believe it's not Hades and there's some bigger twist gonna come because of this whole thing about Hades not having the bolt but I don't I think I do remember this is like a kid's book and it might not be too complicated yeah but why doesn't he have the bolt in that case interesting so on this theory that I'm just working on, and it was Luke, and he picked it up from the place from Mount Olympus at Winter Solstice. Why did he not give it to Hades? What's happened there? Hmm. I'm just saying nothing because I want to. No, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, it's it's interesting. There was a couple of other interesting points in that dream, which is you'll get your revenge as soon as both items are delivered into my hands. Both items. So what's the second one? Mm. If the first one's the bolt. Good question. He's called the Crooked One. Yeah. Who's that? Again, I assume we're meant to think it's Hades, but I'm not convinced. Anything about the dream, or can you just not say anything? Thalia's cool. Yeah, a bit random, our inclusion there. Mm-hmm. So, the truck has stopped. A guy comes in the back and is like, looking around, seeing how the animals are doing. It's going to chop one up or something. Mm. Uh, Annabeth whacks the hat on, so disappears. Meanwhile, Grover and Percy just hope they look like turnips. Yeah. That's the plan. Grover is mad at the trucker because he threw some water in the lion's face. Mm. The zebra turns to Percy and says, Free me, Lord, please. Yeah, interesting. Weird. Percy understands it. And I I put here, is it because it's almost like a horse? 
Spoiler, it definitely is. You're I'm, good, aren't I'm you? I'm a legend. Annabeth is knocking on the truck to distract, well, to distract the guy. The lion says to Grover, who can speak to all animals, that they're animal smugglers. And then the zebra says, that's right, because Percy can understand the zebra. And it is because the zebra is almost a horse. They free the zebra and it runs free and they see that they're in Las Vegas. Mm. So obviously they then free the other two animals as well and they just run free down the strip, I guess. Grover placed a satyr's sanctuary on the animals, which is a cute thing, which we just found out about, which means they'll reach the wild safely and find water, food, shade, and whatever they need until they find a safe place to live. Cute. Percy's like, oh, amazing. Can you use that on us? No. No. Um, Don't be silly. It only works on wild animals, which is why I can't place it on him. And then Annabeth says, so it would only affect Percy. (laughs) Uh, They get out of the truck. And then in brackets here, I've written, didn't Aries say the truck was going to L.A.? They're in LA. No, they're in Las Vegas. The truck oh. was going straight to LA where they needed to go with yeah. one stop in Vegas. Yes, you're right. But they get out they of the truck. Have then, like, caused complete chaos by releasing they have, animals. But was that dumb? I don't know. For mm-hmm. their quest? Yes, good point. Anyway, so they go into a fancy hotel. The doorman, which's nice to them, which I thought was absolutely bonkers, mm-hmm. a fancy hotel for some rough looking kids. I was like, literally never going to happen. Okay, author. Anyway, it turns out there's something else going on. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's loads of awesome games and slides and climbing walls inside. Uh, it's called the Lotus Casino. And they just get given a room key straight away. Oh no, the room's taken care of. So I'm like thinking, is this one of the gods? Is Poseidon set them up with a thing? Or is there some other trick going on here? It's like the Hunger Games where you can send in things to your tribute. Yes. Oh, they probably do have something like that because they seem to live stream stuff to Olympus. And they've got a room on the top floor, room 4001. They get given cash cards for the restaurants, games and rides. And Percy's like, oh, how much How much is on there? When When does it run out? The man's like, what? It's like, yeah, no, how much money's on the uh, on the card? And the man says, oh, you're making a joke. I understand. Haha, <laughs> enjoy your room. Which is a bit weird. It's a weird exchange. They have a suite with three separate bedrooms and a bar stacked with candy, sodas and chips. How convenient. sweets, fizzy drinks and crisps if you're in Britain. Yeah. <laughs> the balcony has its own hot tub and there were clothes that fit Percy in the closet, which really made me think this is all crafted for them. Very mm. strange. Percy showers, changes, eats and drinks three Cokes. And then he remembers uh, so he had this dream and something had been nagging in his mind and he was meant to tell the others, but it can probably wait. You know, they're having a good time. And then I've written, there's something off about all of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like they're under a spell or something. And then I put, maybe it's just nice for them to relax for once. So it affected me too. And then I've just written, playtime. Yeah. They go and play. Because they've got time for that. They just have, well, they've got, what is it, seven days? Right. Seven days to get from Vegas to LA. Yeah. And um, then save the world. Although they did just leave their ride. And they're not quite sure that they're, they're really the doing the right of thing the anymore. Desert now. Anyway, they have the best time. The slides. Percy's going on the slides and they're going skiing and on climbing walls. Grover plays a game where deer shoot rednecks. Yeah. <laughs> Grover, for like a peace loving, animal loving type, Grover's got a penchant for violence, mm. we find out. Something is wrong, we start to realise. Percy meets someone who says, Groovy man. <laughs> Which is just so weird. He loves this place. He's been there two whole weeks. Groovy. Percy said that he played a game and it sucked or something. And the man looked a bit confused because he'd never heard that word before. Mm-hmm. And we find out the man's name was Darren. He seemed to get kind of bored when Percy kept asking him questions. But he pushed and asked Darren what year it is. And he says, 1977. Yeah. It's not 1977. Even I know that. Yeah. And Percy's like, no, really? And he's like, bad vibes. I'm gaming. Leave. Yeah, that's fair, to be fair. Leave me. He finds another who says it's 1985, and yeah. another 1993, and they all say they haven't been there long. Oh. And Percy goes, wait, how long have I been here? Oh, God. Oh, God. He struggles to remember why they're there, or his mother's name. Oof, she only died a couple of days ago. I mean, she's not dead. So he goes and finds Annabeth and says, this place is a trap. He struggles to convince her. She's like, I'm not finished playing The Sims, person. (laughs) She's having the best time as well. It's basically Hotel California, this place I worked out. You know, you can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. Oh, God. They drag Grover out. Yeah. And he tries to fly away from them. Percy jars Annabeth by making a thing about spiders. Yeah, that works. And then they go to find Grover, and he just assumes that they're part of his game and tries to shoot them with his gun. as well. (laughs) Die, human. Die, (laughs) silly, polluting, nasty person. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Bellhop tries to stop them leaving with platinum cards. Mm-hmm. There's a whole load of new platinum games on a new floor. 
they're going to get like a nice room upgrade. And at this point, I put, honestly, wouldn't be a terrible life. No. Maybe they should just stay. A bit meaningless, I suppose. I don't know. But life is what you make it, it isn't it? Care. If you're happy, they walk out and run down the sidewalk. The weather's changed. Yeah. It's stormy, <gasps> like it was at Half Blood Hill. Oh my god. And it's now June 20th. They've been in there five days and they only have one day left until the solstice. Oh dun, dun, uh. my god. So, yeah, it's a quite a convenient plot device to. It's cool. I think basically, maybe the author had written up to this chapter. And had come up with three or four cool adventures for them. And then thought, oh, if I continue at this pace, this book is going to be very long indeed. We need to skip some time. I'm pulling a face because you're just wrong. Um, so, okay. unless you have more points. Well, I was going to say, I, do, I don't mind that yeah, as okay. a plot device. But what I wanted from it, in that case, if they've really spent five days in this casino, it's just a bit, a bit more of the book there then. I don't know, tell me more about the games or something. Or I don't know, or just maybe they spent more time in the room and then they went... I, they could have just expanded that world a bit because I think visually this will look very interesting on the TV adaptation. But, yeah, if you if you want the characters to get lost in this place for a long time, then spend longer immersing us as readers. That's my thought. Don't hate me. In the Odyssey, there is... The Isle of the Lotus Eaters. I'm making my oh my god face. Yeah. So it is like he's taken this from Greek myth. In the Odyssey, there is an island full of people who eat lotus flowers, Lotus Hotel and Casino. And in eating these flowers, they lose all sense of urgency, they lose track of what's going on, and they just live in this like state of bliss where they're like, nothing matters, I've got my flowers and I've got my island and I'm alive, isn't life great? I'm going to stay here forever. And that's what they do. They stay there forever. It's like a trap. It's like a lure. Like, Sounds you cannot awesome. Leave. Yeah, I, unless you've got like places to be or a wife or a kid. Didn't need that like stress. Like Odysseus yeah. did. Just anyway. Live your best life. So it's, it is like a trap. Like you eat it and you're sort of charmed. And... Um, Grover's like, if this place is a trap, I don't want to be freed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's not... I mean, it could be a plot device, but... It definitely is both. I, I also think, like, if he'd got to this point writing the book and he was like, oh, we've got ages until the quest is done, do you know what he could have done? He's just gone back and edited the date. No, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little bit tongue-in-cheek about that, but it is also a convenient device to... Speed it up. Build it up to the yeah. climax of the book. I suppose it's nice that the, they're sort of rushing along and you think, oh, they've got ages, they've got ages, they've got ages. Oh, God, they've not got ages. Yeah. So that is quite fun, but like it's not just that he's thought. How can up. we quick? How can we speed no, no, through some was... time? He's he's taken it from. Yeah, I really like this. I I think this is something that he does really well. Um, Rick, is that he sort of picks up. Obviously, he knows it's Greek mythology, as yeah. you would hope so. The details nice. And just like plonks little stories in like that, and makes it modern and fresh, and it's just a nice way to sort of. It's Easter eggs for people who know about them, and if people don't know about them, and then they listen to a podcast that tells them about, or you mm -hmm. know, some something happens, and they realise that it's actually all drawn from Greek mythology, and then it just like wakes an interest in them. It's it's really cool. I like it. A casino is a really clever modern take on that because casinos are all designed so that you lose track of time. Mm. Right? There's no if you ever go into a casino, you'll notice there's no clocks in casinos anywhere. They give you free food all the time, free drinks, because they want you to spend time and money on the tables. The carpets are like purposefully designed to be ugly and not pleasant to look at, so you spend more time looking at the tables. So it, yeah, it's a good, wow. it's a good modern analogy. It's clever. I like it. A little point that I've written down that you uh, might have missed was that um, obviously they got their new clothes and everything. And because of that, Percy was like, I don't need this stinky Aries backpack. Throws it yes. In. And then when they leave... They've still got it. The, the backpack is on his shoulder and he's like, that's weird. Okay, pressing matters. There's a day left to save the world. That's interesting. So yeah. that could be one of two things. Either weird Aries magic that, yeah. much like the pen, he can't throw it away. Or suggests that everything inside this place maybe wasn't real or... Mm. or somehow artificial or not solid or yeah it's interesting isn't it yeah anyway so we've got some jeopardy now 
Yes, I oh, mean, God. this is it. I mean, I feel like we're building up to the big climax of the book. They've got one day to solve the thing. I guess they're going to head to LA, Santa Monica Beach, find his mum or something, go into the underworld, beat Hades, fight Hades, find out the big plot twist, rescue the lightning bolt, go and shove it in Zeus's face, heal the rift between the gods and save the world. In six chapters. Six chapters. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> I'm very excited to read the next section. I, I need to go now. It's, yeah. like, it's like I'm ready for the big climax i have always said like this is the sad thing that i really enjoy reading the book with you and going through it like this and in detail and like getting your take on everything but it is a shame that you're not just reading it through because i am struggling even though i know what happens and i've read it through i'm like i just want to finish it like i just want to carry on i don't mind though because you're really yeah, busy anyway I'm, well there's that but also i'm i'm just building up the excitement and i know once we've done this podcast i'll be able to read it yeah. you know and i'm excited to talk about it and it allows me to speculate so, yeah, no, it's good. Good fun. There's how many chapters left? Six. Mm. We'd be doing four in an episode. Yeah, so next week we're going to cover the next three chapters. We're only doing three? Yeah. Ooh. Okay, fine. So that will be 17, 18 and 19. So three more chapters. Tell me again, 17, 18 and 19? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Do you have anything else to add? No. Well, in which case... It's been fun. Thank you again for joining us, everyone. Peace out. If you enjoyed the podcast please follow us on spotify or wherever you get your podcasts leave us a rating if you're feeling kind make sure you um write your name as peter johnson and we'll shout you out <laughs> oh, it doesn't have to be peter johnson <laughs> and um please do send us an email at percyandbeyond at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you hear your thoughts on this section of the book and uh thanks for coming along on our odyssey and until next time be a thief. Be a thief. Bye. Bye.